throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. So Jem has just revealed to me that he's feeling quite holy today. Holy? Oh, oh holy. I get what you're saying. Yeah. God, you're too funny. I am. The wit. Is incredible. Is, well, I am half witty. My mother's maiden name is Witty. Oh, there we go. Another word. <laughs> <laughs> no, but genuinely, my mother's maiden name is Witty. Cool. But would you like to explain to everyone why you're feeling holy? Just because I got a bit of Akia puncher yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was fun. I've, ne- I've never done it before. Basically, I went into one of those um, Chinese herbal shops and to get a massage, and then they ended up selling me on about ten other different things. And you got um, punked. <laughs> I got punked and I got punctured. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was actually quite a good experience. Actually, I've never done it before. It was funny because the lady, like, I had a massage first, and she laid me down, and then she, I was like, she was like, the guy was like, oh, maybe you try acupuncture after your massage. It's really good. I was like, yeah, 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 I'll give that a go. And then um, the lady, another lady came in after. She looked proper stern. And then she was like, so where hurts? And I was like, um, nowhere. <laughs> nowhere currently hurts. So then she just like felt around a bit, plopped a few um, of the pins in my back. And it's really strange, actually, because it's actually, I don't know whether it was just me, because I do a lot of meditation, but it kind of had that sort of same sensation. Like I kept getting these sort of waves or sort of energy through my body because he put me in my neck and my upper back and lower back and... Literally, I could just feel these sort of waves going through my body. It's quite... You're about to pass out. Well, it, <laughs> might have, it might have been. I don't know, because I think you've got to lay there for like 30 minutes after. Mm-hmm. It was quite relaxing, actually, but I don't think I'd do it again. I kind of did it for the sort of, um, just to say, okay, I've tried it before. It was, yeah, it was all right. Would you recommend? I don't know, for the experience, maybe, but I guess, I, I don't know whether you're meant to have something wrong with you initially, so they can actually... <laughs> poke a pin in and then it feels a lot better but I did come out feeling really relaxed and I did feel quite energised after and been buzzing today so. so result 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 but that's not what we're talking about today no we're not that's not what we're talking about today <laughs> it's just Jem just dropped that like oh I went for acupuncture yesterday or the other day like literally two seconds before we hit record so I was like that's going in the intro good luck cool anyway what are we talking about so today so today we're talking about reasons to start your own business today today Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thought this would be a good one just to kind of kick pick, kick it off. I don't know whether how long you've been listening to podcasts, but if you haven't already thought about starting your business or you're not a sidepreneur yet, we've got other podcasts on that. The, these might be eight reasons why you might actually think to yourself, you know what, I might give this entrepreneurship, I might start start my business today. And um, hopefully these these points will actually lead you in that direction to getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the points which I think really is kind of, what kicked it off for me actually it's almost like this the entrepreneurship thing happened because of this rather than the other way around but it's personal personal reinvention mm-hmm. um i always talk about my enlightenment that, <laughs> that day a couple of summers a couple of summers ago now wow the enlightenment came wow yeah and i just had that moment i was like i need to sort my shit out Mm-hmm. And so what then happened was through osmosis and kind of taking in positive positive Stuff, vibes. positive vibes then kind of went on this entrepreneurial path which I was already kind of on because I had a production company and, and obviously being an actor as well but um, I think I kind of embraced the entrepreneurial journey a lot more and kind of accepted it for what it was um, 
Yeah, and I just think it's it's one of the best parts about being an entrepreneur, I think. I think it's, yeah, I think it is. If not the one. best. Yeah, I think it is one of the best points is, is just being able to kind of reinvent yourself. I think a lot of the time you kind of get stuck in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think entrepreneurship is one of those things that doesn't kind of let you get stuck. Like, mm-hmm. you can never just be like, okay, I'm here. It's, it's a constant process of reinvention. Every year we always say, I feel cleverer than I was last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned things that I wish I knew last year. And I think once you get into entrepreneurship, that's the best thing. You kind of accept that you can't be steady. You can't just let yourself sort of stagnate. You always have to be learning. You always have to be growing. And it pushes you. It naturally mm-hmm. pushes you. There's like a, a flow through entrepreneurship. It's that kind of zen. Yeah. It's kind of pushing you forward. There's some sort of wave of energy that kind of keeps you going. And, there's, yeah, there's no room for kind of complacency at all. No. No room at all. And it's, it is that kind of constant... Uh, making sure that not only are you absorbing more information and, and constantly working on your craft, whatever that might be, but also the fact that you're constantly executing as well. Because you can't really call yourself an entrepreneur if you're not executing. It's fine to study and be academic or whatever, mm-hmm. but if you're not executing on that action, then you're not really an entrepreneur. And it's just that it's that constant cycle of, okay, well, I'm learning all this stuff, but if I'm an entrepreneur, I need to execute. But then because I'm executing, I need to improve on the way that I'm executing, so I need to learn some more. And then it's just this constant cycle which just by osmosis really you just kind of I mean I'm a completely different person to Mm -hmm. how I was a couple of years ago Um, a lot of my negative traits have kind of fallen by the wayside not completely gone Um, I've still kept a few as well (laughs) Uh, but you know the 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 transformation I think mentally and really in how I kind of feel day to day just kind of how much more relaxed how less stressed I am because my god a couple of years ago I was a stress head mm-hmm. a stress head <laughs> yeah no I think as well because you're doing something when you when you start going into your own business you're doing something that you kind of want to do and so even though you're kind of every day you have to go to work on your craft or learning or you, you can't take a day off of entrepreneurship and I think you think oh that doesn't sound very fun but actually when you're doing something you actually enjoy and you're really passionate about it that's like a pleasure that's the fun part of the day that's why you wake up early. that's why you kind of want to be around interesting people is because you know you're going to get a lot of growth out of it so that's our point number one is just the personal reinvention you get for entrepreneurship and for me is the number one reason why mm-hmm. you should think about it mm-hmm. Definitely. So number two is financial independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is this is kind of, it's almost like I always talk about I could never, ever go back to a nine to five bog standard job. Mm-hmm. I just, I have seen far too much. He has seen the light. The curtain has been pulled to the side. It's like, that's what you're, what you're working for. And it's mm-hmm. like wow like I just do not want to work for the man anymore like (laughs) I have no desire whatsoever and I think once you understand just how bloody good it feels Mm -hmm. when you're when you are working I mean my dad always said to me when I was a kid you'll never earn any significant amount of money working for someone else Um, and it's so true but it's just it's not even just about the money either Mm -hmm. and that sort of uh, end of financial because that takes a while to come initially anyway right exactly but it's also about the fact that actually you realise that really you don't even need to earn all that much money um, that you were earning working for the man or whatever do you mm-hmm. do you kind of agree with that yeah I get what you're saying obviously you re reevaluate what money means to you and I think 
but like what you say there, initially people say, oh, financially independent, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to be earning all this money and blah, 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 blah. But actually, initially, maybe for the first few years, you might not be earning much money at all. Oh, yeah, it's hard. But <laughs> the, bit, the bit that gets you through is that that independence, that empowerment of knowing that you are in control of how much you're going to earn. No one's sort of setting your ceiling. You you can choose, yeah, you can choose if you want to go and do a bit more work or earn a bit more money. And, and the thing is, you're doing it in something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a key point. And there's another point that we're going to talk about, kind of... Um, rolls into that mm-hmm. yeah I, I, it, it's, it was a big game changer for me because suddenly as well um, when you become an entrepreneur in terms of finances you suddenly begin to understand just how much what you are earning was worth or in many cases if you were working the day job or whatever for pretty little money just how little you were valuing your yourself and your services as well I think that that was a big game changer for me and when I stopped doing the the uh, the nine to five working in call centers rubbish that I was doing, um, you know my that's really what I think really changed my mindset as well and took me from that moment of enlightenment into the kind of next level because it was only about six months after that that I then stopped doing that sort of work and suddenly went ah this is what it's all about and it was just game changing I think maybe that point shouldn't have been financial independence but maybe even financial perspective I think it does give yeah. you a huge like a really new perspective on finances yeah definitely but but also you are financially independent because the only person responsible for how much money you earn is you not somebody going yeah well I can't really afford to give you a pay rise or anything like that it's no you set your prices you set your uh, you know the amount of time that you put in and all of that sort of stuff so it's entirely down to you no excuses no bullshit you good stuff so point number three which i again this is probably for me it's one of my highest values is learning i think one thing a great reason to start any business is that it's going to spur you to have to learn because if you're going into business it's a whole new ball game most people have never been to i didn't even know what entrepreneurship the word meant when i left school when i left university i didn't even know what it it meant Mm -hmm. it was nothing to me and suddenly you get reading books and it opens up this whole sort of treasure chest of learning and for me that's been the greatest thing like every day every week i have a new book it's just for me it's i never used to like reading books until i started getting into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and now i literally can't put books down I'm, i'm always reading yeah yeah and i think um kind of on that point i never really at least for a good few years never considered I'd never say I'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. it was always no I'm an actor mm-hmm. um, and I produce work but I'm not an entrepreneur um, and I think the more and more I learned actually what being an entrepreneur meant the more and more I actually became accepting of the fact that no because I'm an actor I'm an entrepreneur and I think then that shifted my my uh, intention for learning on to, okay, well, if I'm an entrepreneur because I'm an actor, then I need to be a bloody good entrepreneur as well as being a bloody good actor. And then that really shifted my perspective. And, and now I'm starting to understand the value that I bring as an actor and as an artist. And suddenly it's not just the fact that I'm an artist. It is very much like, no, you you create art and that is your business. And you are an artist, but you're a business. So act like a business behave like a business, charge like a business, all that sort of stuff, all because I've been forced on this path of learning because I kind of went, oh, shit, I'm an entrepreneur. 
<laughs> and again, when you're doing something you, you love, whether whatever that, because you mo- most of the time you're going to be starting a business around your passion or something that you love doing, and that's just going to ignite you to kind of delve into it a lot deeper. You're mm-hmm. going to just want to explore every nook and cranny. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other day I was sitting down going, right, I'm an actor, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business, and I sat, sat down and went, right, what's my business model? as an actor mm-hmm. and it was like trying to work out okay well if I spend time doing this how does that feed into like I did a whole brainstorm with acting in the middle and it's like okay well how does that feed in is that income or is that skills development and I was just this massive crazy mind map um, because of all this learning that I've done and I've gone right now I need to apply that to the acting side of things not just the podcast side of things and the uh, production company side of things it's just it's all interweaves in this magnificent web of webness <laughs> <laughs> so that, so the next point which I think again is another great one these are all great ones for me anyway <laughs> that's where mm-hmm. we put them in but um, <laughs> yeah. is, is oh, actually no, the next one's shit so ignore the next <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fourth one is it gives you the opportunity to find great mentors and build awesome networks of people and I think this one is, is so valuable because initially if you're working 9 to 5 you're usually surrounded by the um, the same people every day so you're getting the same experiences a lot of the time you might not even speak to anyone in your business you just know you have to email them here and there (laughs) I know when I was working at a company nine to five I used to tap into everybody's knowledge. I used to ask if they could be my mentor, if they could teach me about accounting, if they could teach me about marketing. I think not a lot, a lot, a lot of people don't do that initially. But and that's why entrepreneurship is great because you can't go it alone. You need yeah. podcasts to listen to. You need people to talk to. You need to kind of find people who are where you want to be. Um, they help you up the ladder. It, part of entrepreneurship is kind of like passing that knowledge down. Once you get it, you pass it down. It's kind mm-hmm. of everybody helps each other. And when you're going it alone. It is your network that keeps you going. Me and Wayne have said a hundred times, how long would this podcast be going for if we didn't have each other? Like, mm-hmm. if we didn't have each other spurring each other on or when one was feeling low, the other one picks the other one up. It gives you that opportunity to sort of sound, surround yourself with really positive people. And and that's the thing. If, if you are an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker, but you're also someone who who understands the importance of the people around them. You know that you are only as powerful as those around you. And mm-hmm. that's what I think is just amazing because it will force you to get out there and meet new people who, who are going to push you forward. Yeah, and I, I mean, if I just look at just the, the podcast on its own. Like, the network that we've managed to build because of doing this podcast is... one, And, and what's even better about it is uh, a lot of the time it's not just networking because... If you're working a nine to five, you got you got the people that work in the office. They're your work colleagues, often your friends. But when you're an entrepreneur, quite often, particularly in the early days, you're working on your own, um, and so that your network then becomes your work colleagues. Um, like we've gone out with a few people that have been on the podcast, uh, had a whale of a time. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, they're they're peers in terms of work. They're all striving for the same thing that we're striving for. But then they've also become friends, and you know, you look out for each other. And uh, Adam Stansbury, another one, you know, he's we've met up for him with him a few times, and he's launching his own podcast, and we've given him tips and things and mistakes that we made that he shouldn't make, and you know. They're now not just work colleagues and network, but they're friends as well. And I think when you're mingling with, as you said, the same sort of people that are trying to strive for the same thing that you are, rather than just, oh, well, you know, I'm here to pay the bills, um, you then get a whole new perspective again uh it just changes the way that you think because then everybody's going well you know <laughs> even when the conversations that you have with them it's like yeah stick it to the man <laughs> it's like yeah stick it to the man <laughs> <laughs> 
And sometimes you need that though. Yeah, big time. It's a hard. I mean, we're. <laughs> I'm getting all excited and like, yeah, this is great. Woo! Yay, entrepreneurship. But my God, is it hard? Sometimes you have, re- like I said earlier, you have really fucking down days where you just feel like, why the hell am I doing this? And that's when those people around you kind of perk you back up and mm-hmm. get you back in the zone, and and you do it back to them when they're not, when things aren't going perfect for them. Yeah. Cool. So the next point kind of um, goes into financial independence a little bit, and that is job security. And I know this is something we put in our talks that we do, mm-hmm. and it's so important because I think a lot of the time people say, well, I would become an entrepreneur, but it's, it's a bit risky and it's, a, it's not very safe. And um, it's, much, it's probably better for me just to have a nine to five because I know what I'm getting at the end of the month. But then we kind of say in our talk, well, if you break that down, there is only one stream of income in your life. Like that is one guy, one boss says, here you go, you're on 20K a year. And that's the one one string. Mm-hmm. What happens if he says tomorrow you're fired? Recession hits again. Recession out of nowhere, boom! And then suddenly your job goes. Suddenly your only stream of income's gone. That means you're not paying your mortgage, you're not paying your bills, you can't pay your rent, you can't go out with friends. And suddenly you're like, oh crap! But we've all been educated to think that that is the safest option. But actually, when you think about it, entrepreneurship gives you that opportunity to have hundreds of customers thousands of customers how many customers you want and that means you've got several different streams of income which makes you so much safer it gives you job security if someone drops out then you're like doesn't matter because i'm going to get another one i'm going to fill that person in or i've still got 10 more to cover me and i think that's sort of a we believe that's something that people need to redefine especially Mm -hmm. and i think through starting your own business you realize that how much safer it actually is and initially when you start off you're crapping yourself because Yeah. yeah maybe you don't have um any income coming in which is why we say well don't just quit your job because actually uh, we, we didn't actually put that in there but a reason to start your business is not because you hate your job or because you just want out because sometimes that that job can be that sort of safety and that platform to start your business on mm-hmm. the side so yeah i think if, if you look at it that way it, it, entrepreneurship has great job security yeah i don't really have anything to add on that you, yeah I think I covered everything didn't yeah, I nailed that <laughs> well I'll, I'll let you actually do you want to have the next one I do want to have the next one actually Go because now you've explained what you meant to me before we hit record um, so the next point is pride now what Jem put down here was that schools have created Oliver Twists of a all and I was like ooh that's profound <laughs> I was going to get Jem to in fact no explain it anyway okay so what I meant by schools having created Oliver Twists of us all is that We've spoke about this hundreds of times. The industrial economy sort of set us up to work for other people in factories. That was the kind of basis for why education was started. And so I believe that most of us, because we're not taught about business or entrepreneurship, we kind of come out of... um, come out of uh, college or university with our hands open like Oliver Twist it's like Look please sir can yeah. I have some more yeah please sir can I get a job yeah. and it's going... <laughs> sorry <laughs> thanks Wayne <laughs> classic Oliver Twist though yeah good good stuff thanks. you have to get that in yeah <laughs> and what's your acting website Wayne <laughs> <laughs> So like I say, like we come out with that sort of Oliver Twist hands open, hoping that somebody will hire us. We kind of open our hands, which is our CV, and please look at what I've done and how good I am, and please choose me. And I think the thing about that is you're you're hoping that you'll get chosen. If you go back to James Outerchurch, it's that we want to adopt that mentality of no, you should come out of education feeling like I I'm, I I have the capability to choose myself and a lot of that comes through pride and knowing that actually you know what I I don't want to feel like I have to someone has to say yes to me I feel like I can say yes to myself I can create something for myself I really want to go out there and to have that financial independence feel secure in my job and I choose to do it and I think what comes from that is a lot of what you said is a lot of empowerment a lot of pride to know that you know what I created my opportunity if you would like to hire me for some acting you can (laughs) hire me from (laughs) 
Screw you! Um, no, but I mean, actually, it's funny that the, the, the acting has been brought up in this one because I see it in my industry all the time and I always say to people, in fact, I've said it on this podcast probably two or three times now, we should never, ever, 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 ever be put in a position where having a job or being able to deliver your services is a privilege. Like, you should never be put in yet society is built these days on the idea of yeah come and sit with us and we'll get you a job it's like no 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 even if you're even if you're going down the day job route right you're not going down the entrepreneurial route you're going day job you are employed right you are still offering your services to someone else they're still buying your services and i think when you look at it from that perspective right you're a cleaner in a shop, mm-hmm. a big retail chain. They are buying your cleaning services, mm-hmm. except they're setting the price. That's the difference. That's the main difference when you're going for a job rather than entrepreneurship. They're setting the price. It's like you going, oh, here's, here's my carrots that I grew. Uh, how much do you want to pay for them? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Here's my carrots that I grew, and this is how much they're going to cost you. That's the difference. That's the empowerment that you get by being an entrepreneur, which you don't have the option of doing, really. I mean, there's limited scope. You can get pay rises here and there, and you can do a little bit of negotiation, but you're not setting the price. They're setting the price when it's employment rather than subcontracting or self-employment. Yeah, and on that talk of um, cleaning business, for example, if you go back to the interview we did with Blessing, like he came out of university with no job, and he decided actually, instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna, I know I can become a cleaner, he went in to start his own cleaning business, and that was a difference. He understood the skills necessary. He didn't say, well, the only way I can earn money is to become a cleaner. He actually said, actually, I'll hire people to do the cleaning for me, and that's just the difference. And that's what we're saying, like, to have that ability to say, actually, I can convert what I do. I don't have to be employed by someone. I can choose to set the, like you say, set those boundaries, set set how much you want to pay. I think that's that gives you immense pride and, yeah, a lot of value in yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's talk monies. Monies. Monies, 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 particularly tax. Now, I didn't I, know much about this initially. I feel there should be a wee disclaimer here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are not financial experts. No. We are not financial gurus. We are not accountants. We we hire accountants. Yeah, we hire accountants so that we don't have to worry about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have absolutely no ties to the financial industry at all. So everything we are about to say, take please with a pinch of salt. take with a pinch of salt and do your own research because we may get it slightly wrong. I think that was a bloody good disclaimer. <laughs> Thanks. But <laughs> specifically, we want to talk about the fact that by starting your own business, there are tax benefits. Mm-hmm. And some of those benefits are um, education. So if you're, like you say, if you're a cleaner and you're a self-employed cleaner and you decide to actually, I want to get really good at cleaning with a mop and there's a course that is £500 and they're going to teach you how to clean with a mop in the best way possible so that you can do it in half the time. That'd be some amazing mop (laughs) skills for 500 quid on how to use a mop. (laughs) For example, if you invest into um, whatever that is, your business or your service or your product, if you invest money into going on courses or um, Mm. developing in that business that is a, uh, that can come out of your taxes so that's mm-hmm. a tax benefit um, another thing is kind of seeing that okay if I need to travel to that job to do that cleaning then actually that 
I've I've paid money to get my business to get business, so the travel can come out of your taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like yeah, just investments into the business. And another way I put this, like the other day I was speaking to someone, and I was sort of saying like I read a book about about this as well, and um, he was talking about even if you do work for someone nine to five the best thing you can do is turn that job into a contract job where you're self-employed because it's it makes no sense for you to actually... Well, let's put it this way. Go on. As an example. You commute to work, right? Now, if you've got a good deal on your contract uh, in terms of your employment contract, they might pay for your expenses, your travel expenses. But that's incredibly rare mm-hmm. like incredibly rare no one's rare. ever paid for mine that's for sure right um, mine neither um, but if you are a subcontractor or you're self-employed or whatever if they don't cover your travel expenses the tax man covers your travel expenses mm-hmm. because it's a business expense you need to spend the money in order for your business to run and so uh, it's deductible against your tax Again, I'm not going to go into specifics as to how that works because I'm not a financial expert and may get that wrong. But that's the general premise. It goes on your expenses in your accounts. This is money I have spent on my business. Therefore... To earn income, yeah. Because what you're being taxed on is not how much money you've brought into the company, but how much profit you've made. That's what you're being taxed on. So if you're spending money on travel to run your business... That's an expense, which means your profit decreases. Mm-hmm. And another example of that for me is, obviously, I do a lot of video productions, so if I need to buy a new camera or my microphone buy it breaks or I need to buy a battery for the mic and stuff like that, again, these are expenses that I need these things to create money to run my business, and so they can come off taxes. And I know for some people might be listening like this, do a pollen teeth here a bit, but I think a lot of people, especially young people, do not have a clue about this. Mm-hmm. And there's so many benefits if you are working under five to actually negotiating whether you can be self-employed because there are a lot of bonuses you can get out of there. And, and to be honest, even for the company, there's a lot they get by contracting you. Like then they're not don't have to cover certain insurances, certain things. It makes it simpler for them in some cases mm-hmm. as well. And suddenly, when you start looking at it from that perspective, suddenly it's a lot easier to start investing in developing you or developing your skills or whatever, Mm -hmm. because suddenly you're going, well, hang on. If I only spend, let's say, 20% of the profits that I make on development, that's that 20%, I put that aside and that's my development, that's my investment, that's what I use to grow the business. Suddenly, that 20%, which is what you would have been taxed on, is almost... I don't want to say free money, um, but it's 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 tax. Well, the ta- it, it's, tax it's just tax money. Tax wants you to do that because they know if you invest that twenty percent into yourself next year, you might double your income. Right. So exactly. you might end up having to pay more tax, but then the next year you might spend more and get better equipment, hire a few people. Suddenly, like tax is there for you to basically to grow your business it's like mm-hmm. Amazon people moan but a lot of the money they make in profit they reinvest into research and development new products and hiring new people getting new factories and so to them they kind of cut it back and maybe they don't pay any taxes but the tax is there to kind of yeah for you to actually develop your business to make more money so they know mm-hmm. in the long term if you've got a business of a, thou- a thousand people then suddenly you're going to be paying a lot more taxes than if they taxed you at the beginning absolutely but once again <laughs> seek financial advice <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Whenever you set up your business, seek financial advice. Get someone who's qualified yeah. 
to talk you through all the pros and cons because mm-hmm. we're literally scratching the surface. We may have misinterpreted certain things because yeah. financial law can be a little bit complex. So mm-hmm. hire a professional for your advice. Yeah, just ask, ask. Can I put this on my taxes? Is this going into my business? And mm-hmm. yeah, check out. And there's loads of free advice online yeah. as well. So check it out. And also the things that you can claim depends on what you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. The things that I can claim as an actor are ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, so we're coming to our final point of the episode, which I think is up there with one of the most powerful of the lot. I think it's it kind of it almost sums up the whole thing really nicely. Is that just by having your own business, you have the ability to change the world. Yep. Which sounds hippie. It sounds all like zen delusions of grandeur and zen. And How whatever. altruistic of us to right. think that we are changing the world. But if let's put it this way. Look at Bill Gates. Right? I know. I know you're yeah. expecting me to say Steve Jobs. I oh, know you were. Crap. But I've gone the other way and I've gone Bill Gates. This right? is a first, guys. I know. And girls. I mean, obviously, Apple products are... <laughs> No way, stick to your point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bill Gates. Um, He is arguably... He's one of the richest men in the world. He's not now the richest man, but he was at a time. The richest man in the world, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, he has now ventured away from software and computer tech and all that sort of stuff. And he's now gone into philanthropy. And he's using his money that he has acquired through his business to fix some problems in the world. My point is that as you build momentum and as you build your finances and your finances become stronger because they will, as an entrepreneur, if you invest in your time, invest in yourself, your finances will improve as long as you continue learning. That's kind of the caveat. You have to keep learning, keep executing. Your finances will improve. Um, And once you kind of get to a really good stage or actually you've got so much surplus income, you've then got this extra money. And for me, money is a choice mechanism. If you have more money, you can make more choices. You can do more things. That's that's just the truth of it. It's not necessarily brings you more happiness, but it means it gives you more choices. And so using that, you can then change the world. And even if you don't earn a huge dollar (laughs) from your money, from your business, your business itself can change the world as well. If you uh, target... I mean, look at... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Pencils of Promise. Mm-hmm. Great, great business. Great business. They make... I believe they make a profit. I don't think they are entirely charity. No, no, no. Well, they give a lot. But even charities, you know, people are making money from charities. Social enterprises, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they are putting a lot of effort into building schools in in countries and places where they don't where they have limited access to education and that's all done through the fact that they've managed to leverage finances mm-hmm. and yeah i think i mean you can change the world through being employed by a company that is changing the world but i think you get to choose mm-hmm. the issue you get to choose the problem that you want to solve and because you've got that as your as, as the basis to where you're going and why you're starting that's the thing that's going to kind of spur off all those other things that we spoke about and I want to just chuck it in. I don't know. Again, get this checked. But even charitable giving is taxable. It can, can come off your tax. Yeah, well, there's a, the... Um, is it Just Giving or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a scheme that the government set up whereby... Yeah, it's, 
It's very complex. Yeah, look into that one. You <laughs> but yeah, that's... but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, any charitable work that your business does as well is that is that what you were saying? No, I'm saying if you make a profit and you make say ten grand a year in profit and you decide to give half of it away to charity. That, oh, that, come, that can right. come off your taxes right. because you've given that money away, yeah. which a lot of businesses I understand do. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, double check that. Check it. Yeah. But they <laughs> are <laughs> they are our eight reasons why we think you should start a business, and I think I think they're bloody good reasons to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you are slightly biased, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're reasons for me. They're reasons I I didn't consider when I started initially, but then when you kind of look back, you're like, actually, these are all things that naturally grew out of me starting. There you are. Eight reasons. Get started in that business today. Get on it. You've got no reason not to. Well, I actually know. You probably have. <laughs> Let's not jump to conclusions here. <laughs> but at least start on the path. Mm-hmm. At least start on the path to your financial independence, your... I'm trying to think of the other points. Off the top of my head. you now. <laughs> uh, personal reinvention. The yeah. most important one. We said that at the top of the show. And changing the world. Leave a legacy. Why not? <laughs> Does no harm. <laughs> as long as it's a good legacy. <laughs> so, that is your weekly dose of powerful nonsense goodness. And um, I'm still not, still not really seeing any of those um, those iTunes reviews very strange. I think we're going to have to call up Apple and be like, um, just want to check in to make sure yeah. the reviews are, are going through. Maybe Apple are letting me down because yeah. I'm sure you're all posting loads of reviews. <laughs> in fact, I'm certain because the show's just that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, five star, no, three star, arrogant bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, where are these reviews? If you have sent us a review and it's not appeared, email us. <laughs> Just tell us, man. Call me up, on. <laughs> Although, actually, a bit of feedback wouldn't go amiss. And where should they give that feedback, Mr. Ooh, Wayne? they've got so much choice. Go on, then. Hit us up on Twitter. That's what I'm going with. Hit us up on Twitter. At PN. That's PN for powerful nonsense. PN underscore podcast give us a tweet let us know what you think ask us some questions that you want answered on the show we'd love to do a Q&A episode but where are these questions guys we can't do it without the questions <laughs> so tweet us at pn underscore podcast I don't think I have anything else to say do you have anything else to say Jim? yes we'll be back at 9am next Friday in your ears thanks for listening have a great week see you later bye bye <laughs>